Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yavis Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, this episode is a bonus episode. It has nothing to do with the Raptors. We understand the Raptors are out of the playoffs. No one's thought about the Raptors except Raptor fans. Um, but this is a special occasion. The Sixers have just completed their choke job in the second round, losing to the Atlanta Hawks, which, by the way, full props to the Hawks. They've been a really fun team to watch and cheer for uh, all, all, all throughout the first two rounds here. But let's be real. The Sixers should have won the series. They choked multiple big leads, including a 26-point lead. Uh, and they got themselves in this situation where they had to play Game 7, and a lot of hilarity ensued. So um, bringing back on the podcast, obviously, the slander expert aside, which, again, as I mentioned to you the first time I tried to do the intro when I had the wrong microphone plugged in, um, yeah, like half of my DMs are just people asking me, uh, demanding, really, uh, to, to hear the slander pod, to hear from Assad. So, you know, there you go, Assad, you're back on the show. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I'll be honest, it's much better circumstances than, you know, people calling for a slander pod after us beating like OKC or some team like that. So mm, yeah. it's a lot more, uh, this is a lot more, it feels more worthwhile to do one. Uh, and more, more mainly just because like this was like, not even like forget the slander. This is just like highly disappointing to watch these <laughs> do this. Like, good lord. Uh, yeah. Let, what are we even start with this? So, look at the Sixers lose uh, ninety six to one hundred three against Atlanta Hawks in Game Seven. This is in Philly. Atlanta uh, won multiple games in the series. I feel I believe three games in Philly. Um, it, this is well. I mean, you know, on one hand, you're not that surprised, but on the other hand, you know, it did seem different from the Sixers this year. And just a lot of it seems the same. And I think, honestly, like, I, I almost I feel bad for Ben Simmons. I really do. But at the same time, bro, like, when you have five points total in 36 minutes, when you have attempted, this is, again, we're going to throw out a bunch of Ben Simmons stats over the course of this episode. But the craziest number to me is still the fact that over the seven games in, in, in this series, right, um, in, in, the, in those seven fourth quarters, Ben Simmons – attempted a grand total of three shots in seven fourth quarters. How was that even possible? Um, yeah, I saw it. I mean, you know, this is, uh, I, I don't know, man. This is, this is, this is cowardice. This is really just a cowardice at the highest level. Yeah. I think, I think before we get started, I think we kind of have to frame what the Sixers season was, right? Like a lot of their season this year was Joel Embiid playing just elite level basketball, which is the top, like that was the, the first point on the Sixers season. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid played MVP level basketball. He had a torn meniscus, but even with that torn meniscus, he dominated this Hawks matchup. He played as good as if you gave me the same numbers that Embiid did this series, and you didn't tell me he had a torn meniscus, I would just expect, oh yeah, you had an amazing series. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you would expect. So while yes, he had a torn meniscus, it probably affected his gameplay a little bit. Um, I don't think you would. I don't think you could really ask for much more from Joel Embiid, even if he was fully healthy than what he gave. Uh, 
at the end of the day with the Sixers team, what you saw was during the regular season, there was all this talk about, oh, Tobias Harris has finally turned the corner. He has a coach who knows how to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's become a better decision maker, a better scorer. The places where he wouldn't know how to score two years ago, now he's, like, very quick with his decisions, all of these things. Um, ben Simmons is starting to turn the corner. He knows his role as a defender. He's able to play within the offense. He doesn't force the issue too much. So he's actually even, like, people complain and want him to shoot more. No, he shouldn't shoot more. He's doing fine. But then you get to the playoff series, and Ben Simmons completely underperforms his regular season. Like, there's mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, or but about it. It's not like, oh, he's playing his role. He's knowing it. No, he underperformed straight up. He shot, like, even from the free throw line, he shot so poorly. Like, it's like two It's like two standard deviations behind what he, like, normally shoots. Like, that's how, like it was truly yeah. Yeah, just yeah. atrocious play. Yeah. Right? And in the playoffs, usually, like, a lot of – a lot of it comes down to matchups, right? Like you got a bad matchup, which is kind of why, like, I haven't wanted to slander. Like, people, like slander's fun, but a lot of times it's just oh, it's a bad matchup for that player, and that's just yeah, ended up losing. This wasn't a bad matchup for Philly. I don't no. think the Hawks were particularly a bad matchup for them. If anything, Philly had their number. Philly lost this series entirely on them just making mistakes. Yep, because they had more talent than the Hawks. The Hawks were also injured. The Hawks were barely good enough to win these games mm-hmm. with the talent they had. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich gets hurt. Um, I forget the other DeAndre Hunter out the basically the entire se- series after trying to play. Yep, like, these are key guys on their team just gone. And not to mention, um, they like they're like one of their biggest uh, Joel Embiid defenders. Like one of their key guys was suspended for this game. I wish I knew his name. I don't, but he ran on the court. He, he could have. He was suspended this game. But, you talk about Bruno, the other, <laughs> the other Bruno, the lesser famous Bruno. What are Bruno we talking Fernandez? about? Here, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. He was suspended. The like fraud. They're, they're the fraud. Of... But the no, Sixers... bro, that's that's the United player, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers should have won this series multiple times. They blew oh. leads. They made easy, easy mistakes mm-hmm. where their defense would either fall apart, they foul too much, or just not like not even be able to get into a half court set. Yep. And it comes down to the same issue that we're seeing a lot. And I know a lot of times when these teams lose and they have like these big men and it always comes down to big men because big men are the easiest to bag on when they lose, mm-hmm. whether it's Gobert, whether it's Jokic, whether it's Embiid, whether it's Giannis, yep. when they lose, you just talk about all their flaws, right? Because they're big guys. Like they can't really handle the ball or create in the half court as like perimeter guards do. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't, that it shouldn't be the expectation. Mm-hmm. But the biggest flaw with all these guys is none of them have a point guard. Yep. None of them have a point guard to set up the half court for them. Why is Embiid ending up with eight turnovers? Because, like, the Sixers' best offense ends up him creating from the perimeter because their point guard I, – I gave quotations there. There's no video. Their point guard, their all-star point guard, is in the dunker spot, too scared. Oh, like, like, Ben Simmons is an elite run-up-the-floor and initiate a DHO guy. That's it. Like, what else is he doing? Bro, he stole Stanley Johnson's whole flow, man. Yo, at least Stanley attacks the rim. Like, Stanley Stanley will do stuff that he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, he will go to the rim and miss, but Ben Simmons is not even going to the rim, period. He's he's dumping it off to Matisse Thibault. And, like, people are going to keep pointing to that Ben play where, like, he basically had an open dunk, but he saw Trey Young rotating over, so he just <laughs> threw the ball away. The play before that, Ben Simmons in transition coming down. The Hawks oh. are kind of back. Kevin Herter is the only person in the paint. Mm. Ben Simmons, full head of steam going into the paint, sees Kevin Herter and kicks the ball out. Just, like, backs out of the yep. play. Yep. They reset. They get an Embiid jumper at the top of the top of the court. It goes in, so they get a bucket out of it. But that play right there bothered me way more than that. Well, actually, the, I'll be honest. Passing up an open dunk is no. fucking, fucking horrible. There's no real way around it. But that play before pissed me off even more. I was like, man, what the hell is going on with this guy? Yeah, it's just absolutely pathetic stuff. And now, when we talk about point guards, obviously the obvious, the very obvious thing to say here is, if you look at the Sixers roster, they don't have a point guard on their starting roster. Their best point guards are Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. George Hill, yo, come on, and, Sh- and like Shake Milton. That's their point guard rotation. And those guys did what in this game? You have the stats up, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, George Hill, three points, um, a classic George Hill performance. I, again, I, I just continue to be confused every year. Some team trades for George Hill thinking that they have made a difference. And it, a massive just, upgrade to the Sixers, by just, the way. Just Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey said a massive upgrade that they made. He, yeah, well, it was a massive upgrade that they made. 
Key, and he played 22 minutes in a game seven. That's 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 an upgrade. Uh, three points for George Hill again. Like people just keep doing this with George. It just doesn't really work out for him. Shake Milton, five minutes. He's he's what Norm was before, like the championship. You know, before Norm got really good. You know, in uh, last season and this season, he would just come in for random moments and maybe he'll score, but for the most part, won't play. And in a playoff setting, and, and that's Shake Milton, and five minutes, two points today. Tyrese Maxey, the uh, untouchable piece in the uh, Kyle Lowry negotiations, two points, um, two turnovers, two fouls in 14 minutes. Matisse Stiebel, generational defender, uh, fouled Kevin Herter and slapped him across the head for no reason. <laughs> Gave him a barber slap uh, with a, with, with a one, in a one-point game, two minutes left, decides to just slap him on the head, gives him three free throws. Again, why would you do that? And then the other bench guy is Dwight Howard. So, uh, you know, just you know. absurd. And now, like, the obvious thing is, like, oh, they didn't trade for Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. because, the, because the Raptors were in La La Land. Here's the thing. I like Tyrese Maxey. I think he's actually a good player. He's got, sure, like, good yeah, stuff yeah. to him. Yeah. But, bro, you're, a, you're going for a championship. You're contending for a championship. Yeah. Like, yep. how, is your rookie, how is your best point guard a rookie coming off the bench who doesn't really know how to set up the offense. Like we saw in game six, multiple times, doc, like basically yelling <laughs> in a half court set mm-hmm. because they just could not even get the offense organized, which is inexcusable. Like you're six games, seven games into a series. You can't even get your offense organized in a half court. Like just get into the set. Yeah. Like just initiating the offense can't be done unless it's Joel and beat at the top of the key. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Like unbelievably pathetic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Tybel, and a first-round pick is what Daryl Morey said he offered. Um, from what we've heard, that probably wasn't the case, like, from other reports. But Daryl Morey says he offered that. Uh, and, hey, you know what? Honestly, it's a good thing that the Sixers didn't trade for Kyle Lowry. I'll say that. And the reason I'll say that is because, you know, they're going to need those first-round picks. Wow. They're wow. going to need, like, hey, man, you got to trust the process, man. Maybe in five years they'll get the generational talent that they need. mm Together because they wasted this generational talent, right? Like they had Joel Embiid and they just completely threw it, basically threw away years of his life. It, it, that's the thing. It, it's, it's, I mean, look, the Sixers are dysfunctional on multiple levels. Um, and even though they have their Morian, I don't really feel that has totally changed. Um, people have written literal books about just this whole era of the, of the team. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it just again, I just I don't want to get off this point though. I really do think that Ben is going to take a, a big fall here. Like earlier, you said that you know it seemed like part of the reason why this this game was disappointing, this season was disappointing was it felt like this you know the Sixers as a team had turned the corner. Tobias found his spots. You know, Ben Simmons turned the corner. To be honest, when Ben Simmons turns the corner, he's, he's just going to pass. He's not actually going <laughs> to take it to the basket. Like <laughs> that's the thing. I can't believe this. Okay, so it's just um, it's it's a level of. I don't even want to say cowardice. I just think that he's just so afraid of being fouled. That's probably why he didn't take the shot because he saw that it didn't matter who was down there. Like, of course, like, you know, I I think Trey Young might be as like small of a player that you can see in the NBA nowadays, but it didn't matter who was down there. He didn't want to take that shot because he thought he was going to get pulled and fouled. Like you saw a very, very smart play down the stretch here was um, I think it was like a minute, something left, but the ball inbounded to Ben Simmons and out of nowhere, Kevin Herter just immediately fouled him. Right. And yep. it was just in the backcourt, but you know, those under two minutes, uh, but Ben Simmons had the ball. He was just trying to bring the ball up and they fouled him and he split the pair of free throws. He missed the first one. He hit the second one, whatever. Um, but like that right away, I think just got into his head. Like he knew that he just can't make free throws, which by the way, in the series, he shot 34% from the free throw line. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. 34%. That's like, you know, as low as possible, basically uh, with a minimum number of attempts. Um, he missed 48 free throws, which is like, more free throws missed than the entire Suns team in, in the playoffs so far. It's actually not close. The Suns have only missed like 29 free throws. So <laughs> Ben Simmons alone has missed more free throws, twice as many free throws as an entire team that's in the conference finals. Um, and yeah, like he's just, he's just afraid. And, and you know what? In the last two possessions of the game uh, for the Sixers offensively, the, the Hawks were up four. The Sixers had the ball inbounding. Uh, they had come out of the timeout. This is who they had on the floor in the backcourt instead of Ben Simmons. They had Steph Curry. Or Steph Curry. That, honestly, he played like Steph at moments in the series. Seth Curry, which is fine, right? They needed Seth, and there's a four-point game. You need a three, probably. Uh, but at minimum, you need a spacing. Uh, you know, you have Shake Milton on the floor. 
It's like, okay, all right. Yeah, man, I guess he can score. And George Hill, those were your three guards that were on the floor instead of Ben Simmons. And the whole reason for that is because there was literally no place you could put this man. Like you could, like, you can't give him the ball to initiate because he'll get fouled and he's going to miss. You can't put him anywhere on the floor away from the play because he's going to, you know, clog the spacing for the floor. Someone's going to be having an extra defender in the paint. You can't even put him in the dunker spot because this man will literally have an open dunk and he won't take it. So you, the only place you could put Ben Simmons was on the bench. He, it's actually unbelievable to see a guy to, to have this little um, confidence for a player who is objectively very talented and very accomplished, um, at least by his, uh, you know, all-stars and all-NBAs and stuff like that. But like, This isn't the first time it's happened in the playoffs for Ben Simmons. No, it happens he every did half. the same he thing to- against us. He had and like forget, seven you know, points that. in game he, seven. If you remember, I think it was Ben Simmons' first playoff run. Didn't he yeah. have like a one-point game? Uh, you know, against the against the Celtics that first year they went up against Celtics yes, first round. He'd, he'd had a ben one Simmons point had a one-point game. Mm-hmm, yeah, he had the, a one-five-seven uh, and five turnovers. Just like, and here's yep. the thing: I honestly don't want to bag on Ben Simmons that much mm-hmm. because it is very like glaringly obvious that one, he's not a point guard. He shouldn't be running point guard, and two that him and Joel Embiid shouldn't be on the floor at the same time. Yep. Unless you have maybe a point guard, like if I think if they had a point guard, maybe like Ben's as a dunker spot guy would be great. But like right now, he's just like a really good Rondé Hollis Jefferson on their team. <laughs> like, well, that's the role they have him in. Oh come on, man! Like it's it's really sad, and I get the aggression stuff is all fair. Like he, the fact that he's scared to shoot is legitimately a problem, but. If you put Ben Simmons on any other team and he's playing in a Draymond role where he's catching the ball off a short roll, on the short roll, he's a dominant player. But I don't think he can do that beside Embiid. And I don't yeah. think there's any player on the Sixers that can run a pick and roll with uh Yo, they don't ben have Simmons a player either. who can run pick and roll. Like, just think about what you're saying. This is 2021, modern basketball. They don't have a player who can run pick and roll. And by the way, Ben Simmons is getting completely thrown under the bus here. When Tobias Harris straight up missed an open dunk, an open layup, and then another easy layup in transition, all in the same game. Yeah, but at least he took those shots. Yeah. <laughs> but at least he took Such shots, bro. This Such guy doesn't even shoot. He won't shoot. This is unbelievable. I, 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 again, like the disappointment you have to feel as a Sixer fan is is unreal. It's just unreal for, because first off, the Sixers don't have a very happy history in the first place, right? Let's be real about that. Yeah. Uh, but then, so after years of having a team that was good but not good enough to make it past a certain point, they go and hire the Sam Hinkie dude who says, I'm going to tear this team down because they can't get past the second round. What we're going to do is we're going to tank indefinitely um, and as aggressively as possible to get as many picks as possible so that we can then essentially guarantee ourselves uh, a high pick that's going to eventually, after a certain point, guarantee them a – it, it, uh, you know, an all NBA franchise type player who's then going to then lead them to the championship. And like, you know, some of that worked. I think, you know, he did get a lot of picks for a lot of guys and, you know, he, he made some nice moves. He got off Michael Carter Williams early, but unfortunately he drafted another Michael Carter Williams. And this is just the real problem for them, man. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, and I'll be honest, this is where, this is where like the tanking mentality is just like so dangerous. Right. Cause like when you buy into this idea that, Oh, the second round is useless. This is all useless. All this is useless. You need to mm. just tank, tank, tank. Well, this is what ends up happening. Like, even if you think that you've done the tank correctly, yep. like chicken suck. Benson's a number one overall pick and unquestioned number, number one, one overall pick. Yep. There's no yep. questions about him being number overall, number one overall pick. It didn't work out. It hasn't worked out because that's just the luck of the draw at the end of the day. But this is why you don't throw away chances at it when you have an actual good team. Mm-hmm. And what the Sixers threw away Drew Holiday to do all that tanking. If yep. you remember, that's where the tank started. They had Drew Holiday coming off an all-star appearance. Yep. Yep. As their lead point guard. And they said, nah, fun that mm-hmm. we're going straight into the tank. Yep. They tanked it all away. Drew Holiday is, and I'm not saying that's the right move or wrong move, but I'm just saying like whatever, six, 10, whatever, how many years later, Drew Holiday's in the Eastern Conference Finals, yep. and he's uh, still a very good player, albeit he's got his flaws too. I'm not going to like say that he's not, but at least he took shots. He mm-hmm. took shots. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday took shots. He hit shots. He hit a three, a clutch three. 
I mean, he, 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 yeah, yeah, he, 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 he all the way through. He, he was two of seventeen for a while, but he he did eventually get there. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, seventeen. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> no, that's the thing. And again, like this, look, look at some of the numbers that they went through. Right, look, these are entire seasons. I know it sounds trivial when you just read them as numbers, but and it, 13, 14, 19 and sixty three. The next season, eighteen and sixty four. The next season, ten and seventy two. That's three years in a row where they failed to win even 20 games. One year they finished with 10 wins. And, and these I weren't remember- even tanks where they had, like, players that they were developing on the roster. Yeah. They yeah. straight up were not playing good players. They would, like, like they had, um who was the guy who ended up going to the Rockets? He uh, KJ McDaniels, or what was his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Name. That was one of the guys I had. Yeah, second round pick. First of all, they shafted him on a deal. They gave him 80% of the rookie scale instead of the 120 that That's everybody generally man. does. Yeah. Um, they cheat him out, and then they're like, yo, we're not going to extend you, actually, because it's okay. Yeah. And they just sent him away. And, yeah, he may not have ended up becoming a player, but that was – like, you were even guys that were performing well in their system, they said not. Nah. Another mm-hmm. guy that was in their system who's not there anymore is um, a big name on the free agent market this this year, Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Hell, like, Nerland Noel – like that was probably good that they got off of him. Yeah, it's actually great that they got off of him. Awesome for them. But like again, this is what they were doing with number one picks, and then the two number one picks they settled on, they don't actually play together well. Yeah. So we'll see what they do from here. But like I, I would not fault them for trading Ben Simmons. I also would not. It would not surprise me if Daryl Morey somehow talked himself into thinking, you know what, I can build a team around Ben Simmons' talents because mm. uh, he's younger and healthier, and you know. Get up because I can get more for Joel Embiid. Yeah, which would be wild. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I, I'm looking at this the, the the picks that they made, and again, it's just it's just really, 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 really hilarious to look back at this list. Uh, Michael Carter Williams, 11th pick, uh, 2013. Embiid, 2014, third pick, great pick. Okay. They drafted Alfred Payton, the 10th pick that year. They drafted Jeremy Grant, which, honestly, he probably could really help them, but he went on as well. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, third overall in 2015. This is after a year they win 18 games. They drafted Jaleel Okafor for their troubles. Rough. Uh, Rashawn Holmes in the second round, not bad. You know, William Hernan Gomez, but, again, none of these guys contribute to their current team whatsoever. Ben Simmons, first overall pick 2016. This is after they win 10 games. Uh, Timothy Luau Cabro, Furkan Korkmaz. I mean, listen, at least Furkan is still on the team. And and honestly, he started today. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Starting a game seven with Furkan Korkmaz and stuff. 2017, trade up in the draft to get Markel Fultz. Uh, and then they ruined him. Sterling Brown, Jonah Bolden. I mean, again, the guys who could play. Mikel Bridges traded to Phoenix. For what reason, you know, I mean, he's he's a really good player. He would fit this team perfectly, but uh, not on the team. Uh, Landry Shamit, um, you know, again, it, it's just... Not to mention that they re-signed Tobias to a max, kept Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler, effectively. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just just amazing roster moves across the board. And, yeah, they fired they fired their GM. They brought in Daryl Morey. They brought in Doc Rivers. And look what happened. Doc Rivers is playing Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. seven minutes and those seven minutes go to his athlete. Dwight Howard's completely useless. Doc Rivers like literally is running like running these bench lineups, which like, I guess they don't have the talent. I'll be honest. It is tough to have the talent. But, there like, is not a lot of talent, man. Yeah. No in-game adjustments from doc ever. Mm-hmm. Like doc that like their team doesn't know how to set up in the half court without Joel Embiid. And you're like six games into a series. Like that's like, you got a lot to say on coaching at that point. Like that's yep. pretty that's pretty sad. And this is why like as much as like I don't even know what to say, man. This is re- like I, I could not imagine being a Sixer fan watching these games. That's what I'm saying. Like it's the hope that's gotta kill you. This thing is when the Raptors were ass, right? And you know, well sometimes Raptors been the playoffs, you know, like uh, seven, oh eight. You know, even before that, right? But I mean, even when they went to the playoffs, I mean, like it still felt like they were building towards something. They were doing some things. They were bringing in talent. They were restocking the roster. Yes, the top end guys weren't really fully delivering against the you know likes of LeBron, but you know there was something there. But I mean, the thing is, like with the Sixers, like you had to be basically join a cult essentially to be a Sixer fan. Okay, to to be okay with the the process and the tank and all that stuff. 
And and so after all those years of being in that cult and and really really devoting yourself to believing yes this is the way this is how you're rewarded like you're rewarded with Ben Simmons not shooting a single shot for three games in in the fourth quarter like this is how you're being rewarded and and again that just has to kill you like that really has to kill you the hope has to kill you and I I you know I would feel bad for them but they're really funny like I, I, honestly with the Bucks moving on to the conference finals like the Sixers might be the funniest team in the East now. <laughs> Oh uh, God! First seed, first seed all season. Like, how do you have Danny Green on your team and not win the championship? This is the first time that's ever happened. You realize that, right? Like, yeah, as much as much shit as Danny Green takes, <laughs> he's won the championship everywhere he's gone. This has not happened for Philadelphia, which is uh, and like this roster construction is really like hilarious because like it's you, terrible. Like, if, you, if you bring in Danny Green, like say Danny Green's healthy, their starting lineup, like just compare the starting lineup to their 2019 starting lineup, man. Yep. In 2019, they were running Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. Right? No, not Josh Richardson. Oh, Sorry, JJ Reddick. Reddick. JJ Reddick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a Who good, was good team, that bro. Yeah, who was really good. Ben, JJ, Jimmy, Tobias, and Joel was their five man. Mm-hmm. Now they're running Ben, Seth, Danny, Embiid, and Tobias. Like, this is clearly a worse team than that. Yeah. Which is like, I don't think that's saying much because yeah, you don't have Jimmy Butler. But they made choices there. This yep. is a team that they're running back from last year, basically. They had Seth Curry instead of Josh Richardson. You got Danny Green, who's okay. He's a decent fit, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, but good Lord. Yeah, like, is... I still can't believe that they – like, how do you look at this team like and not get a point guard? How do you not have a point guard on this team? Oh, they had a they had a prime everyone in the league had a prime opportunity to get Kyle Lowry. And look, I understand this is a propaganda thing. I've already personally said that it feels weird that we're always just trying to be like, yo, this team should have our best player, some of that, whatever. But still, it's just it's insulting. If just what it boils down to, it just feels insulting that like all these teams looked at this opportunity and said, you know what, we're okay. We have this guy, we have this other guy, we have KCP, we have, you know, uh, we have, you know, Tim Horn Tucker at home. We have Tyler Hero at home. We have freaking Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Seibel at home. Like, and I think for the other teams, like the Lakers and the Heat, <sighs> I can understand why they wouldn't trade because, like, sure, yeah, the Heat, you got a chance of free agency. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you knew that you probably weren't good enough with the Lakers. It's kind of like, honestly, they probably should have traded for him, but hey, yeah. I can understand why they wouldn't have just because like, even just to get to... his even just to get his bird rights, you should trade for yeah. him, man. Because this Lakers can't really improve the team otherwise. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, but with the Sixers, they like it is like glaringly obviously they should have traded for Kyle yes. Lowry, and then to get like this onslaught of Sixers fans since then just bashing Masai for not making a trade, be like, oh Masai wash, Masai wash, Kyle Lowry somewhere out there golfing. Well, he is golfing. Kyle's definitely. been golfing, and he's probably, you know, putting up a 76. You know, he's been practicing for a while. <laughs> okay. Wow, look at you, bro. Look at you diversifying, bringing golf. Bro, can't, can't watch the Raptors. Got to do something. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever played golf? Uh, I've played mini putt. All right, fair enough, yeah. Bro, I, I grew up in Medicine Hat, Alberta. I grew up watching Ernie Els, bro. That's wild, damn. <laughs> Yo, damn, man. Ernie Els. Salute the legend, man. Um, I was going to say, man, I mean, you're, you might be the only accountant who's never golfed. So that's, uh, that's, I feel like that's something y'all do, right? Like, if you guys had a work outing, would you guys go to like, I'm sure a, a lot of people golf. Golfing is a big deal. Um, right. I have never golfed in my life um, for obvious reasons, just because yeah. I don't know how to, and I don't know what to wear to a golf course. To be perfectly honest with you, mm. um, it's a little bit outside I mean, probably, of my probably the same. The probably the same outfit you wear to go accounting. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> just put on one of those brims, like without the top of the hat cut off for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yo, but yo, yeah, Phil Mickelson, you know, he's uh, sponsored I, I, by KPMG, right? You know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, listen, you got to give credit to the Hawks too, that we're a really nice team, but this is not about them. This is a slander pod. So, okay, we got to get to some of the points of slander. So um, this is now the 29th game for Doc Rivers where he has lost a potential series clinching game. Just, just, just let that, just let that idea sink in for you for a second. 29 times he has lost with a chance for his team to advance or or just clinch the series and advance the next round. 29 God, times. What kind of coach has 29 lives, man? <laughs> and man. it's like, he's Doc the first was really three, the loser, man. three, three, one leads. Okay. He, he had a three, two series lead in this one, lost both games. Uh, I, I mean, or not, he didn't have a three, two series lead, but he had, he had a series lead in this one. Um, 
you know, lost the leads there, had multiple huge leads in this, in this series, lost them. I mean, I don't want to say how, why does Stock Rivers keep getting jobs? Because, you know, I do think he does some things good, but like objectively, like just read this right from StatMuse. Doc Rivers' 2021 playoff exit, Game 4, blew an 18-point lead. Game 5, blew a 26-point lead at home. Game 7, lost at home to the opposing best player, shooting 5 of 23, which honestly, Trey was not hitting anything today. Uh, Game 5 in 2020, blew a 16-point lead. Game 6, blew a 19-point lead. Game 7, blew a 12-point lead. Doc Rivers has lost nine Game 7s in his career. Just think about that. Nine Game 7s. I don't think entire franchises have lost nine game sevens. Good lord! But, anyway, man, uh, they're gonna keep Doc, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't. Getting stuck with Doc Rivers is hilarious. First year, uh, first year coach. Yeah. Uh, but like, honestly, like it's hilarious because like before this series, he was saying that the Sixers should aim higher than um, winning a second round series, and then. After the game, he's like, listen, this team last year got swept in the first round, and we had a chance to go to the Eastern Finals. I'm going to, I'm not going to make this into a negative year, which is wild, man. Yeah. Here's the thing. My question for guys like Doc Rivers and I guess Paul George as well, although, listen, Paul George evaded the assignment this, this, this playoffs. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. You're playing really well. But for my question for people like this is when you guys are speaking and you see um, these, like, uh, these this machinery in front of you that you know um, is is there to pick up audio, and then this other machinery in front of you that has some glass in front of it and is shot towards you, and you know it's there to shoot video. Like, do you know what that does? And do you know that when you say things that people remember them, <laughs> like people replay them, people go back to reference them, people tweet about them, like like people know what you say, man. And, and yeah. when you try to spin things, like it's just. It's tough, man. But the Doc Rivers trying to spin press conferences is like Pascal trying to spin game winners of the season. It's just not happening, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Pascal. This is that's not fair to Pascal. Get, get I, well soon, Pascal. I hope you do I, well. Like, yo, Pascal got all this shit last year for what he did in the bubble, yeah. but he doesn't get any credit for basically going like he was clearly not playing. Like he clearly wasn't in shape. Mm-hmm. He was completely out of rhythm. He gave his all. He played hard defense and he didn't shy away. Yeah. Pascal didn't play like a coward last year. No, no, no. At no point, shot. If anything, he overshot. But hey, yeah. you gotta go out, you gotta go out shooting. Like, it's not like Buddy Boy Ben Simmons over here who just decided, no, nah, I'm just not gonna yeah. do it. By the way, one of Ben Simmons' Miles. four shots today, did you notice? He took a he had a baseline drive, one for a spin move. <laughs> Try to, to flick it off the glass and uh did not have the touch for that, and I was dying. As so I, I was dying. I was at a really it was a really bad moment when before the game, they were showing Ben Simmons taking practice jumpers, those bank shots. Oh, yeah. What was and he I was like, <laughs> And I'm looking at him, I'm like, man, that's my bank shot. That's the one that I take in, like, rec league games. Like, that's my, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he's not guarded right now. Yeah, he's yeah. an NBA player. How's he missing all of them? Yeah. I what know. is going on? Like, Fed, are you okay? That's yeah. horrible. Like, I give a lot of credit to NBA players because they're, like, the most talented no, in the they're, league. They're but good talented. Lord, man. How are you making breaking these? This is like what was it your video of Brook Lopez just breaking three after three? Or was that uh, uh, I Jonathan wish that. Isaac? Uh, I, no, I wish that was mine. No, I got the video of Ben Simmons missing the threes before uh, in 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 Scotiabank, and I forget. I think it was before game one or maybe one of those home games, obviously. But oh man, yeah. I mean, like again, you know, the, I think that the, the perspective here is I remember going to a game in like 2016, 2017, around that time, and I was watching Baby Naguer warm up. <laughs> and like you know, rap defense. Obviously, we know what Bebe did, right? Just imagine Chris Boucher without the three point shot. Uh, honestly, not even that good, to be honest. He just wasn't that good. In any case, I was watching Baby warm up. This man literally hit like fifteen corner threes in a row, and I was like, okay, all right. So NBA players are just different. You know, obviously he's never going to do that in the game, but he can make fifteen threes in a row. You see JV warm up, he'll make fifteen threes in a row easily. Like Ben Simmons will literally walk up into the gym. <laughs> with the whole rack of balls and he, and he probably won't make more than five, you know? And, and that's, that's unbelievable to me, man. That's unbelievable. This, this whole team is hilarious. Honestly, Tobias Harris, I feel bad for the guy. He did have a nice season. Uh, I, I, you know, he had some nice moments. I think even the first round, second round too, but 
What's wild is I did a slander pod with you after game one against the Sixers two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. like most of that stuff still stands. Like all of it still stands. It's the same Simmons, team. It's the same team. Out, you got Outback Carter Williams. You got Dreamville Carmelo Anthony. Yikes. Come up on, a couple man. Of Yo, come on, bro. Lord. Don't do Carmelo like that, man. I mean. Yeah, hey man, that's... like yo, Tobias is really like a really bad knockout for Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yo, like, good lord, he's the Carmelo you ordered on Wish.com. <laughs> it took three months to get here too, and it's not good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, same problems. Embiid, you know, I, I I really do like Embiid, but he gets tired too. That's, that's yeah. part of the thing with like relying on like a center. He's seven foot two. He's like three hundred plus pounds. Man, will probably get tired if he plays forty one minutes. You know and I mean? with a big man like uh, Joel is like the core of their defense, so he's he's yeah. gonna like first of all as a big man you're running baseline to baseline on like guards and wings who are usually going free throw line to free throw line a three point yeah. line to three point line, so it's a lot more in terms of movement to do that. Also, as a big, you basically are active every single defensive possession. Mm-hmm. You can't really like a wing can take a defensive possession off by like hiding on somebody in the corner or something like that. Big can't really do that because you're constantly battling somebody the entire game for rebounding yeah. position whatnot. But the same thing you saw with Jokic, you just you break down after that many like minutes, yeah. bro. You're totally see- fair, but like, man, give him a point guard. Let yeah. somebody else, like Yo Ben Simmons, giving up the ball before half court. You can't have your big guy bringing up the ball as well. Yeah, that's exhausting. Yeah, no, this just is- pathetic, man. Just absolutely pathetic for the Sixers to do this. Yeah, uh, but hey, at least their season's over. At least we don't need to hear this I crap anymore. I love um, it. I love it. It, it, By the way, do you realize that like we've done a a Sixers slander pod every single season now? Oh yeah, and like not not without reason. I mean, this one's probably the most extra because this had nothing to do with the Raptors, but it is funny. (laughs) It's just that funny that we had to. But like, obviously, twenty nineteen, right? Game one slander pod. I I think you were saying Raptors in five, which I did push back on, but still, it it was looking. I thought it was over, but then you know, Kawhi. People forget this. Kawhi and Pascal put up seventy four points in game one against the Sixers. Unlike a combined seventy-five percent shooting, <laughs> of course that series became very difficult towards you know later on. But yeah, um, yeah that that game uh, last year we did the slider pod when uh, zero points. zero points. Okay, <laughs> and then this year, man. I mean, this is just it's just tough. It's just really tough for the Sixers team. Imagine, I mean, look, the Raptors have put us through some you know very difficult times as fans. We don't know that, but. Losing two game sevens in three seasons as I don't even I don't know what hey, kind bro. of pain is that like hey bro I mean like I'm not a Leafs fan this is probably what Leafs fans describe like people were saying that the Sixers are the Leafs of uh, of basketball which that's, that's not good man that's tough. and the fact that they were up by so much oh my god they're up they by really twenty six how do you not manage a twenty six really point lead this Hawks team man they, the Hawks could barely score like yeah. the Hawks were in such struggle yeah. Like, but- I, like the Bucks are gonna really have to underperform for the Hawks to win that series. Well, but, yeah, which is totally possible. But like, good lord, man! Like the Sixers should have won this series through and Absolutely. through. That's because Trey didn't even go off like that. Like Trey, no. yeah, he made some great passes, great reads, but he didn't really go off like that. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. At least you have a point guard who can set the tempo, who can really like just keep everyone in their positions, get everyone. You know, even if he's missing the shots, everyone else is getting their regular shots. And they got worked by Lou Williams in the playoff game. They got, yo, Kevin Herter was out here looking like Kobe on, on the turnaround jumpers. It was ridiculous. Brian Windhorst really collected their hoops, bro. Oh, like, my God. Good yeah, no, God. Yeah, collected the hoops. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Shout out to the Hoop Collective. Really, oh, un, un, really underrated for what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, like this is it, – it's tough. I, I was really impressed by John Collins, too. You know, salute oh, to yeah. John Collins. Yeah. That was one of the things when I was watching the series. I was actually very impressed. Like, he was understated. Yeah, uh, he was really he was, good in the Knicks series too. He had the, he had the guard Randall, which played solid know. defense, you know. And he was he's actually a really good rebounder, like legitimately a really good rebounder for his size. Yeah, uh, good, good defender too. Yeah, so yeah. he did great. He he had fourteen points in the game. Yeah, on five or six shooting, like no, he was surged for them basically. Perfectly solid, sixteen rebounds. Good lord, monster. Mm. Yeah, no, and, he's gonna have to guard Giannis next round too. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know he had good experience with guarding Julius Randle round one. So yeah, honestly, like I, I think Atlanta probably is too small to beat the Bucks. Like they would need yeah. Trey Young to do some amazing stuff. Which as great as Trey Young is, I'll be honest, like this series seeing Ben Simmons on him, like that side really bothers him. So I think Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton are going to make his life hell. But and if Bogdan, if Bogdanovich is not right, then I think they're done for. But yeah, well. Um, 
you know, That'd I mean, there, there'll be a couple of games where Trey Young goes off for like 30 plus easily yeah. with, uh, with Brooke Lopez dropping back. Whether that's to pull up three or just like Trey Young walking in for little floaters. Like he's gonna have also, I guess, points. to be honest, Danilo Gallinari is perfectly made to destroy the Bucks. Oh, my. By the way, can we talk about this fact that Ben Simmons had, was getting guarded one-on-one by Danilo Gallinari? They didn't even send he can't help. Even walk. Like, he can barely oh, walk. This guy is on, like, the wooden leg, that, like, the, like the pirate from SpongeBob. And, and Ben Simmons was just like, yeah, I got to pass the ball now. Like, uh, I mean, I Gallin- won't be I mean, able to do it. Yeah, this is this oh, is man. sad, man. This is sad. So Doc really, they, hey man, the Clippers chose wrong between Gallinari and Tobias, and then Doc chose wrong again between Gallinari and Tobias. So Doc Doc getting the wrong side of Gallinari and Tobias two years in a row is hilarious. Yeah, which by the way, I, I don't even. Uh, my, uh, the last thing I will leave off on because I know you, you you're busy with yeah. that. Um, ben Simmons is probably going to become very available in trades. Um, is this a buy low opportunity? That you see. Oh, 100%. Yo, okay. if All you right. could, if, man, if Masai could swing like Gary Trent Jr. and some other stuff for Ben Simmons in season, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Could you imagine a lineup of Kyle, Fred, OG, Pascal, and Ben Simmons? That's like just a disaster class of defense. Like, good Lord. Yeah. No, like, I mean, three through five is just like unbelievable. And if anyone can make Ben Simmons a useful offensive player. It's Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I mean, you would have to, you, it would be difficult to manage all the salaries to get them. And to be honest, the Sixers are going to get more than Gary Trent Jr. Plus whatever. Um, yeah, no, it depends. I guess like if you get a top four pick, do you, would you rather have a top four pick or Ben Simmons, which, you know, it, it's a fair question. Like maybe you want the top four picks. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, I think, Ben Simmons, like even if not for the Raptors, like there are a lot of teams that could use him. I think if Ben Simmons was your short roll option in Portland, that would be pretty cool. So uh, you're saying he's basically Draymond, is what you're saying? Yeah, like Draymond with be, more like, perimeter emphasis, like a super Draymond, right? Like, of course, you'd have to still, you know, shoot the ball a little bit, or at least be willing to shoot it a bit. But Draymond shows very little willingness to shoot and blows open layups all the time. Uh, but Draymond's a really good player for what he is, right? But Ben Simmons shouldn't be your lead ball handler. He should be your secondary ball handler. Yeah. And he'd be amazing in that role, but you can't have him doing that with a big man on the floor. Yeah. So. But my, my, my only question is, though, like, is it the, it's not concerning to you that Ben Simmons is not improved as a player in almost any facet in four seasons? Yeah, sure, but he's in Philadelphia. Like, but what does that mean? Who the, who like, the hell is Philadelphia? You, you, have to take, you have to take some personal responsibility. I'm sorry. I understand personal responsibility, but, like, yeah. even Joel Embiid, like, has barely improved. Nah, he improved. Player. The he improved significantly. I will say nice. the mid range is a legitimate yeah, improvement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like his first few seasons, like they completely like followed him. Like actually, improving. like how much of Joel Embiid's improvement is personal versus like the Sixers developing him? That's fair, and I agree with you. I don't think the Sixers have really developed a lot of other guys, but like I like I'll put that on the Sixers. Like if you have a number one pick who you have absolutely failed to develop, that's on you. Like they they chose to make him point guard. Like, they chose to develop him as a point guard. Yep. Yeah, this is tough. This is like when you start. Uh, and what's game. wild is, you, like, you someone is showing the his, like, summer league footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's taking, like, pull-up And the guy's taking and jump shots, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Easily, like, ben too. Ben Simmons Smooth. used yeah. to be an offensive player. He used to actually score points. Yeah, no. The craziest thing is Ben Simmons shot 40% from three in, 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 uh, in college. Yeah, so, like, yeah. what whatever's going on, like, I don't know what's going on behind the scene in Philly, but like I know with a lot of players, usually that first trade is a shock. Yeah. So and that usually makes them understand their. Well, he already had that first trade again. with uh, him getting traded for James Harden, but then. Oh yeah, good lord! The Rockets were like, "We're good. We don't need Stanley Johnson on max contract." <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, this is tough. No, I'm just saying, man. Like Ben Simmons, like the Sixers choosing to develop Ben Simmons as a point guard from the start is like when you start Pokemon and you pick like. Uh, Bulbasaur as your starter, yeah. And you're like, for the first, you know, few gyms, you're like, okay, yeah. Against the rock gym, easy. Against Misty, easy. Water gym, you know. But at a certain point, you're like, damn, bro, what am I doing with this Venusaur? <laughs> it's slow. It's High best, defense. Its best attack is sleep powder. Like, it's just not enough. <laughs> Great defensive stat, you know. Yeah, He's got yeah. solar beam. Like, he can do something amazing, and yeah. then he yeah, just like disappears for a turn. Yeah. That's right. Does one good thing in every two turns. Yeah. I mean that's that's a higher rate than Ben. Yeah, I mean honestly, like I, 
I could see it. I, I mean, I, look, I, I think he will be better in a different situation. I think he needs his confidence probably like completely rebuilt. And, you know, you get in a situation where there's more shooting around him, it'll help. But at the same time, like, this is tough, man. This this whole team is just it's just very fraudulent. I, I'm actually really happy to see this because actually, I, I, I mean this with no disrespect at all, at all to what Atlanta has done, but I'm just not afraid of that team winning the East. I don't really feel like if Atlanta wins the East, then the East is out of reach or anything like that. No offense to Atlanta. I really do appreciate what they've done. Um, they're a very good team. Clearly, they're one of the best teams in the East now. But uh, I'm not as worried about Atlanta reigning supreme in the East in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a usual season with less injuries. Um, you know. And if Philly blows it up, that's even one less team that's ahead of the Raptors. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, well, I think – I think, and this is my, my final point. I think what we've seen from these East playoffs, outside of the Nets at full health, which is yeah. – which is clearly the best team. It's, it's not question. even close. It's legitimately a question. But, like, them being at full health is a question. Like, it's a question mark. Like, sure, yeah. Kyrie's had a lot of unhealthy seasons, like, and they're and, all older. They're all very old. They're older stars. Yeah. But, yeah, they're unquestionably their offense is, like, near impossible to deal with, and a lot of teams are going to have difficulty. Outside of them, there's no – every other team in the East has shown that they can be game-planned for and that you can you can play them yeah. in a playoff series. They can be got in a playoff series. Like, as good as the Bucks are – as good as they oh, are. We know, we the know one that. thing that we saw in this Nets series was the Nets were injured and almost beat them. And it was because the Bucks couldn't score on the Nets. Yeah. And that's like completely inexcusable, right? Like if you're yeah. looking at playoffs, like the Nets defense, which overperformed, 100% they overperformed. But it's because the Bucks straight up wasted entire possessions not setting up offense. Uh-huh. And you see that, like, whether it be the Bucks, whether it be the Sixers, whether it be the Celtics, whether it be the Heat, it's a lot of these very top-heavy teams that all have the same issue. Their fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, their bench just falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. They've yep. created this great core defense. But you're telling me these teams are good half, half-court half offenses? Like, you can keep telling me, oh, the Raptors don't have a go-to guy in the half-court. Like, they're, they're always going to get bogged down in the half-court offense come playoff time. Which one of these, these other going? teams are doing it? Yeah. No, like, Trey Young is objectively already, like – a top five player in the East just based on his ability to impact offense alone. Yeah. Like you got Trey yeah. Young, you got Jason Tatum, who's solid, but like yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum can have a good game and a bad game, a good game and a bad game. His consistency it's not like it's impossible to defeat Jason Tatum. No offense yeah. to Jason Tatum, but he's not at that point yet. Although to yeah. be honest, who knows? Next season. Like his highs, his highs are amazing. Like he, his like he highs has are the capability sure. to do it, but like we've seen in a seven game series that he'll have bad games. I mean, Raptors push him to the brink. Like, yeah. Know? And, like, that's the thing where I'm like, all right, like, you can keep crying about not having a generational talent, whatever the hell that means, like, as a brand name. But at some point, you have <laughs> bro, to we got to retire like, that brand name, man. Bro, we got to stop. Ridiculous. If LeBron comes, yes, that's a generational talent. If KD comes, yes, that's a generational talent. If Steph comes, you didn't see it at the time, but after a while, you realized that was a generational talent. We can't just be saying this about every single person, man. People have said Ben Simmons was a generational talent. For what? For and the what? thing is, like, at some point, the talent doesn't matter, right? Like, it's like, yo, who's actually getting you wins? And who's yeah. actually, like, like, yo, the like players... Zion's are a generational talent. Like, get a, I mean, like, yeah, And maybe, I think, but... like, and it's the thing that you have to just realize, right? Like, a lot of these, like, a lot of the top players that are left on the teams are not top lottery picks, are not, like, the top five in mm-hmm. a draft. Like, a yeah. lot of these, like, the, the best players in the league are, you know, they were drafted at whatever position they were, whether in the first round, second round, late first round, late second round. At the end of the day, I don't think it matters. Like, you can't keep being like, oh, our team doesn't have any lottery picks. Oh, our team doesn't have – it's like, yo, your team has good players. Like, that's all that should matter. Yeah. And, like, while I understand each team has flaws, I think a lot of times Raptor fans kind of look at the Raptors and be like, oh, our flaws are so glaring. They're not unique to the Raptors. It's like, man, they're not unique. Like, other teams also don't have benches. Other teams also have the same issues in the half court. Like, we got all the good point guards in the East. (laughs) So like, what are we really? We, gonna, we got two about? of the top five. I feel like. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do we? Uh, bro, what are who the other point guards in the East? Trey, Kyrie, Trey, Kyrie. Um, I feel, why am I feel like I'm missing some obvious ones? Well, not Ben Simmons clearly. Uh, Drew Holiday. This playoffs has not been it. Um, Kemba Walker isn't in the East anymore, and he wasn't it anyways. He was definitely not it anyway. Um, Goran yeah, Dragic, wow. no. Uh, what Lamelo Ball maybe Terry Malcolm Rocher, Brogdon? Maybe. Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon's a top six point guard in the East. I'm disgusted. <laughs> like even league wide, even league wide, there are just not that many pure point guards anymore because we've wow. gone to this heliocentric basketball. So either you've got right, teams right. where their point guard is literally their big wing, 
mm-hmm. who is being asked to be point guard, which yeah. is, you know, I the think Clipper style, yeah. Clipper style, which gets you into a couple of flaws if they're not good enough at that. Or they have like these combo guards, like they're like, oh, we just have two combo guards and that like makes up enough because our talent is somewhere else on the roster. Bro, you're so, you're ac- you're actually blowing my mind with this. This, this the Raptors have two of the top five point guards in the East thing. Well, that's it, the thing, right? Like it's like yo, like yo, you have like the the like the Knicks don't have a point guard. Period, right? Uh, the yeah. Bucks clearly they're not really doing much. The Pacers, right? And you know Brogdon, whatever. He's not better than the Raptors guys. Oh, the Bulls. And that's why when you Sadaransky. watch the Suns and you see how good the Suns are with Chris Paul, who is like great player but limited, uh-huh. and he has his limitations because he is a small point guard and he's getting older. But they work so amazing because you know. When you have a pure point guard running your team, yeah. that he can make at least the best outcome happen in a bad possession. Yeah, yeah. Like he can at least organize a team when things are getting out of hand. Yeah. And a lot of teams are missing that in the league. And I think you know it's a good position to be in having that. And that's why I think Kyle Lowry should be highly valued this offseason. Whether he will be or not is a different question. I think the Raptors should one hundred percent bring him back. And yeah, I would well, be I mean, disappointed listen, if they didn't, and I understand it if he doesn't come back. But like, there is a value to having a pure point guard on your team, and I think this playoffs at the minimum has shown it. Yeah, and you can go to any example, even the Lakers. The Lakers did not have a pure point yeah. guard to set them up. Anytime LeBron sat, they completely fell apart. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, Atlanta, obviously with Trey, Miami, you know, don't really have that point guard. Wizards have Westbrook, who was very good in regular season, but. You know, playoff Westbrook is clearly something that is not going to help you that much. They just have other just la- a lack of talent. That they just have no talent on the roster, period. Uh, Charlotte, you know, they have some talented point guards, but they're mostly scoring guards. I mean, no, this is absolutely blowing my mind. The Raptors have two of the top five point guards in the East. This is unbelievable. But, well, this is the uh, this is the takeaway. The, Ra- the rest of the East is frauds, and the Raptors, as fraudulent as they were this season, aren't that far off. So, Asad, I appreciate you. I'm gonna let you yep. go. This took way too much of your time, but uh, it's good talking to you as always. Yeah, man, it's always fun. Anything you want to plug? Uh, no, nah, I got nothing to plug, man. All right, just uh, get vaccinated and let's get our summers going. Yeah, read Sahal's work. Read, read Sahal's work. That's, that's oh yeah, read Sahal's work. Sahal couldn't be here because he's in North York. <laughs> but as you as you famously know, there's no phone reception. There's no internet in North York. <laughs> <laughs> it's this remote part of Toronto. So. Um, all right, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll be back later this week after the draft lottery. The day after, we're going to have a live call and show with uh, Josh Hart, and we'll be taking your calls on the draft then. So look forward to that later in the week. As for now, thanks to Asad for coming on. And uh, yeah, uh, peace out. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.